0: Welcome to NLP Talks with Laura Evans, a podcast for people looking to unleash their potential in business and life. I'm Laura Evans, international trainer of NLP and host for this podcast series. Join me for insightful interviews with people that know firsthand just how NLP can change lives and they'll share with you tips and strategies to help you clear your path to success. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome, thank you for joining us. My name is Laura Evans and I am the founder and lead trainer at Nisha Potential, the NLP training provider and your host for this podcast episode. Today I've got Kalita Daneson with me who is a success coach and she's gonna share with you exactly what difference NLP has made to her Both in terms of the results she's now able to help her clients get, but also the way in which it's helped her to become a much, much more successful businesswoman in her own right. She's also going to share with you three techniques and ways in which you can improve your confidence and share something called the circle of confidence. I'm sure you're going to love it just like I did recording it. So let's get going. Is there a client that for you stands out that you're really proud of that you could tell us about? That most
1: definitely. I mean, I'm proud of all of my clients. I better put that out there because actually in each and every success story that I've got, they've all succeeded in their own way. And one thing I always say is that actually I don't do the hard work. Yes, I've learned and I've studied and I, I still read my manuals and listen to my audios. But in reality, I'm just the tour guide. So I'm the one to teach them and, and take them through that journey. One gentleman I've worked with is the one that really does make my heart sing because he's uh, literally this week sent me a picture on Facebook Messenger. He is my new house and we'd worked... When he first came to my house, he sat face in his hands, no self-esteem, no self-belief, no confidence in himself, and just said, you know what, I don't see the point in living anymore. My relationships are non-existent. My marriage has failed. Uh, the business is going down the pan what do i do and i kind of said okay let's break this down number 1 we need to work on your your self belief and your self esteem and then actually how do we get the results that you want to achieve and and that's the biggest thing what do you want mm. because sometimes we focus too much on what's crap and what's gone before but actually what do you want where do you want to go and how do we get you there and we worked with him. We had quite a few sessions. Well, I threw everything at it, every single thing. So we did belief changes. We did anchoring for confidence. We did timeline therapy, which actually he came out of timeline therapy and told me he'd been flying his aeroplane to get his results. Excellent. And for me, you know, in the classroom, you don't get told that your client's going to fly an aeroplane on their timeline. But actually, that's what he did. I asked him to write a goal. And that goal had to be specific and as if he had it right now, if he could touch it and feel it. And he said, well, can I draw? Because I don't like writing. So I was like, kill, okay, whatever works for you. He drew me a picture of his farmhouse that he wanted to have. And I swear not, he sent me a picture this week. He's just moved into a house that looks the spit of his farmhouse in France. He's getting married. His life has done a 360. And he goes around telling everybody, I changed his life. For me, I'm kind of like, well, that's quite a brave statement to make. But in reality, for him, he was in a place where he just couldn't see any future. Whereas now he is absolutely turning his business around. He's moved into his dream house. He's got his wife to be and he's loving it. So for me, that really makes me go, ah, I did
0: that. I was going to say, how does it feel when a client, I mean, I know for me how it feels, but for you, how did it feel when that guy turned around and says, you have changed my life? It's
1: an awesome feeling. It's also a little bit embarrassing because I'm kind of like, no, you changed your life. But actually, okay, I gave you the time and taught you some techniques and took you on a journey to realise that actually those negative thoughts, we don't need to live with that. We need to think about the positive. We need to think about the future. We need to think about what we want. And if we can work on stopping that little self-talk in the back of your mind at the same time, win-win. So, yeah, for me, totally
0: fulfilled. 100%. I love it. I love it. And obviously, every client is different, and that's one yeah. of the things in NLP we teach, isn't it? Is is the fact that our client is our roadmap to success, and we go with the client. And as you quite rightly say, with a tool guide, yeah, we've got, and and that's what I love about the way we train. Is the toolkit is huge, yeah. like you can tailor it so specific to the client. In your view, what if there was? If, I'm sure there were many, but if there was to be one technique that you used with him that you think made the biggest difference, do, do you know what that would have been? I think
1: part of it was teaching him to listen to his mind chatter, and maybe if he's feeling a little bit overwhelmed or a little bit I can't cope three simple techniques that this is simple, this is easy, this is fun. Because you I can you can train your brain to actually think, hey, this is simple, this is easy, this is fun. And if you really want to go all out, you can stick a pencil in your mouth, which makes you smile, which again sets those neurons off going in a, a different direction and makes makes some a task mundane or something you can't cope with
0: really easy. So this just backs it's like because you've just given two Sorry. great examples. <laughs> no no not at all. I just want the listener to really be able to comprehend and take that and use something with it. So this is easy, this is fun. What's the third part of that mantra? This is simple,
1: this is easy. easy, this is fun. And you just repeat it to yourself a couple of times. I've tried it working on Excel spreadsheets. When you've got a load of data in front of you, you just think, really, I don't want to do it. You just say to yourself, this is simple, this is easy, this is fun. This is simple, this is easy, this is fun. And actually... For something mentally, your brain goes, oh, okay, this is simple, this is easy, this is fun. Instead of going, I can't do this, it's not going to happen, I'm bored, I'm fed up, all of a sudden,
0: you're changing the way you think, so therefore getting the results you want. Yeah. And, and that, like, you know, I, I've never heard that phrase before. I've heard you obviously say it previously because yeah. we've been knowing each other for a while now. But what I love about that mantra is, A, it is so simple. Yeah. Like, you can have kids doing that. I'm sure some of your child clients yeah. that you work with probably yeah. do that. But it fits so perfectly with one of the themes of NLP, which is what you focus on is what you get. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. You know, and I, you know, for all the personal development that I've done over the years, I still get in a rut sometimes. You know, and there are conversations where you've said that to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not too far yeah. ago. (laughs) when we were working on something and uh, and you turn around and say this is simple this is easy this is fun this is simple this is easy this is fun and it just works yeah
1: brilliant and it's it's quick and you could just use it anytime any place and if you're talking to yourself hey you know it's a sign of intelligence apparently so statistics say can't remember
0: which ones but (laughs) i love it i love it but yeah it's like focus on what you want do that and then i love it love it so you mentioned another technique there as well which is about sticking a pencil in your mouth and smiling tell us a bit more about that this one is one probably
1: pre-NLP that I learned
0: but actually it ties in nicely
1: because it makes the corners of your mouth smile which therefore convinces your brain that actually you're feeling happy which
0: it. so our listeners you won't be able to have seen what we just did <laughs> but we just put our fingers in our mouth to represent a pen but um,
1: but yeah and it again it's about your brain neurons connecting and thinking oh actually I and feeling happy, so releasing those happiness endorphins throughout you, and it's just simple that how long do you have to do it for? Not not long at all. I once did it in a networking breakfast and they all thought I was completely bonkers. <laughs> but I gave everybody a pen, so it was good marketing, uh, yeah. and actually said, just try it. Because it, you, if anything, you laugh at yourself. Yeah. And if you're laughing at yourself, all of a sudden you feel a bit better.
0: Yeah. Well, y- so. your state's changed, right? I yeah. mean, we know totally. from NLP that our thinking and our emotions and our physiology, what we're doing in our body, are all linked and impact our results, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I love that technique because I think you're actually changing physiology. All right, it's the near-mouth area, but yeah. you're still... Still trying to trick the brain. The thing I love about the unconscious mind is it can't actually effectively distinguish between reality and fantasy. Exactly. And so you're doing that. And if you can laugh at yourself and change your emotional state job fabulous yeah Um, so uh, yeah thanks for sharing those two with us that's Um, okay really useful and take you back pre-NLP okay if I can because I know and you know and and our listeners will start to understand just what a difference NLP and timeline therapy and makes but I want to take you back pre-NLP to when you were coaching and you didn't have this toolkit what would that feel like now if I was to take that toolkit away from you and say you can't have that now and you had to go back to coaching the way you were before what are your thoughts about that
1: to cry (laughs) Um, in reality not that coaching was bad at that point because it, it wasn't I was doing a lot of executive coaching over Skype I probably did listen to building rapport sensory acuity so that's you know watching their body language and things but not really paying much attention to how that affected their results but what I would say is that I always felt there was something missing there was always that element of the coaching was never 110% you'd set them a task or and they'd say oh yeah I could get that done and then you go back at you know a week or a month later and and actually have you done that well no I didn't have time or whereas actually stepping fast forward to go and say okay you've got this task, I can't do that. Okay, so that's, let's change that limiting belief because what I'm hearing there is that you believe you can't so therefore you won't be able to. Let's change that. Let's do a quick technique, couple of minutes. Tell me, is it black, white, is it colour? Which, yeah. you know, is is generalised NLP speak. Yeah, there was always felt there was something not quite 100%. Obviously, that's that's not saying I wouldn't give 100% but never quite got the results that I wanted came into the NLP classroom and suddenly thought, oh, actually, hang on a minute, because not only are we just sitting there and, and holding them accountable, we're making changes internally and externally, which then get them the clients the result they want. Plus, we're focusing on what they want, and I'm not sure that really happened Prior, Although we talk about how would you like your team to be and and how did you find that leadership and development training, you know, what, what more would you want? Whereas actually didn't talk about that key person and their values and their beliefs and the things that are important to them, which I now know. Plays a massive role in gaining your success.
0: Yeah, usually, you I, I know those those that have trained with us and you'll have heard me say this several times that for me, executive coaching was always what I call conscious mind coaching. Yeah, like you, pre NLP, I could get sensible results for people. I'd get frustrated. Yeah, that but... there was always a reason not to do something or there was always a blocker and I didn't have anything I could use to help. Yeah, and, like, and you you know you must have found this as well. You know when you're working with the client, it's screaming at you that the, the client has a problem. Like yeah. they don't believe in them or they don't have confidence and executive coaching is great in the sense that we ask great questions and we try and tease the answer out of the client but sometimes I used to sit there and think I can see it yeah. I can see yeah. I, and i and I'm, and an executive coach and tells me I can't tell you yeah. or I can't yeah. that's and, not the role of the coach is not to tell you yeah. And, yeah. and I think you know don't get me wrong there's absolutely a place for great yeah. questions yes yeah. yeah, and I getting agree. the client who get their goal to decide where they want to go and make steps towards that but oh isn't life easier when you can just turn around and say you've said this like five times can I ask you a question do you believe and they sit there and they go yeah that's a problem (laughs) and you go okay so would you like me to help you with that yeah and I love the fact that you help one problem in one specific context and it has ramifications in other areas of their lives
1: and have you found that since training and learning in in nlp and coaching people that actually that's cut down your kind of coaching time oh hugely them.
0: hugely yeah. for me yeah and you must have found the same right it, it's just for me you can sit there for a whole hour and deal with one question and i could ask 100 questions around that problem rather and then you think that you've made progress and then you haven't yeah. whereas you, i think we can get results so much faster yeah Yeah. What's what's your view on the life coaching industry? Did you ever do a life coaching course before you came to NLP? And tell us a little bit about the differences and you tell me what your journey was with it.
1: Okay, I found that the term coach is banded around quite a lot. And sometimes, especially business networking, you might turn up and there might be 15 people who say I'm a coach in the room and you, for me, I kind of question, okay, you're a coach. So where's your credentials? Where does that sit? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? I did do a life coaching qualification. It was online. It was very much a set of PowerPoint slides, questions, and here's a scenario, what would you say? And then you'd get a generated answer. Woohoo, congratulations, you're now a life coach. Well, sorry, not supposed to swear on podcast, but there we go. The reality is, is that's what I feel, because I think people can easily go in, buy a $50 coaching course, and suddenly they're accredited, and they're a life coach, when there's a lot more behind it, and that's not saying that you can't be a good coach naturally. Because I do believe part of where I come in as a coach is that I've always been that way about interested in people. But I think to have the, the techniques and the tools that the, the NLP training gave me has sent me a million times further than than any other life coaches. And I'm trying to be very polite here because I, well. I have multiple friends who are life coaches and then I sit and I talk with them and they don't listen to me and then they're telling me all about them and I'm thinking ah first rule of being a coach is actually it's about the client and it's the client focus and it's the client journey and actually I'm kind of irrelevant I'm here to listen to help them and to help them focus not tell them how my day has been and and how I think you should do this that's not a coach so in terms of your question they're okay (laughs) Oh, you're so politically Um, correct. I didn't bother printing off the certificate. Uh, I've got it that if people, I have people who come to me who want to work as coaches and they get uh, a suite of different tools that check this out, check that out. But actually, you know, if you really want the real deal, You know, and I'm not saying it because I'm sat here with you. I would highly recommend that, you know, the NLP classroom experience and immersing yourself in that training where you're working alongside like minded others and you're learning tools and techniques that work for you. That is something that you can walk straight out of that classroom, meet somebody in service station and and help them straight
0: away. You're very polite. I'm not going to (laughs) be quite as polite. But yeah, I've yet to meet, and I'm going to be straight with the listener and with you, I have yet to meet anybody that has done a life coaching or even an NLP practitioner course online that's actually capable of yeah. getting people great results. Yeah. I it just agree. doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what those courses do and I don't want to discredit them completely what they will do is give you some theoretical knowledge. Yeah, definitely. Theoretical knowledge is good, but it's rubbish if you can't implement it. Yeah. So so let's Come back towards now then in terms of where you are now. You're an experienced coach. You've been using NLP timeline therapy for, oh, I don't know how many years now, several years. You've achieved much the coach status in all of those disciplines. Um, I'm hugely proud of you you. um, as one of our delegates. But if you were to think about how the courses have helped you to become a really confident, competent coach, what do you think for you is the kind of the highlight of what that helped you with there's been a massive
1: shift in my thinking my attitude towards other people I'm still kind of shocking people by the fact that somebody does some really poor behavior in in their model of the world and I'll go yeah but they that's that's how it's okay for them and they're kind of like what and i I've got this calmness with me that I'm kind of like Actually, that's pretty cool. Slightly scary, because sometimes I think, have I lost my emotions? But no, it's just that I keep it all in check. What it's given me as well is the inner confidence, I guess. That self-belief that actually, yeah, I'm damn good at this stuff, and I want to do more of this stuff. And then I get the the results where people you know, message me and say, oh, my God, you've changed my life, and that, that for me is is the win. Mm-hmm. So in terms of development, self-confidence increased knowledge learning I think we're all on a journey but I asked you for one yeah no and well, i will give you loads I'm like <laughs> oh shut up
0: <laughs> let's say for a moment that our listener that's listened to this podcast with us is thinking about becoming a coach yeah um, and they're obviously as we all do surveying what's out there yeah um, and they've probably stumbled across this podcast and go oh, okay you know becoming a confident coach you know what's that all about I think for me on our courses there's two things there is becoming confident in actually using the techniques and getting client great results yeah but there's also the bit about actually setting up a great business so tell me a bit about becoming confident in running a business as a coach
1: yeah the sales course for me I came away with a great big manual full of not only tools and techniques that's part of the course but actually all the notes that you also learn from other people and delegates on the their journey and what I would say is that I've made some great friends since Since my training, that we've kept in touch with and have bounced off and utilized and supported each other. And sometimes they'll ring me up and say, How do you do this? And sometimes I'll think, Oh, how do you work that? Or what do you do? So you, you know, you do, you get, Mm. yeah. And I've forgotten there's so much that I've done that it's kind of. I think we do (laughs) though.
0: Because when when you're a coach, I think one of the things we forget, we think of ourselves as a coach with a coach skill set to be able to help people. And absolutely. I see so many people set up coaching businesses with all oh, the most wonderful intentions, really wanting to help people in the world and make a difference, but they don't know the first thing about running a business. And that's why I'm so passionate in the initial potential business that we don't just equip people with the yeah. skills yeah. To, to be a great coach, but we actually go, here's a course that can actually help you sell this stuff. And also here's a course that helps you set up and run a successful business. And to me, without that, I'm not being funny, but you'll become a statistic that you'll start a coaching business and you'll be out of business before you start it. Do you remember the conversation we had where I told you you need to tell the world that your taxi light was on?
1: Yes. Yes, <laughs> tell I just yeah. about that. Yeah, we had um yeah, we did. And I, I wrote that in my book. I did am you? for hire. Um yeah, I'm a taxi. So, you know, come on, let me take you on a journey and I'll I'll drive. You know, you can be the passenger, or actually you drive. I'll be the passenger, and I'll tell you where we're going. So yeah, yeah I do. I do recall yeah. that we,
0: um, which yeah. is an easy mistake to make, right? And I, and this is the mistake I see so many coaches make because, um, you know, they have an amazing skill set, and then they don't tell the world that they're available. Yeah. Nobody it's like, knows. I can help you, and it's like it's the world's best kept secret. And this is why, for me, coaches go in and out of business all the time, and and why you know I think it's really important that we become great business people. Yeah. So you're confident as a coach, Mm -hmm. you're confident as a businesswoman running Mm -hmm. a business. Yeah. So if you were to put those on a scale of zero to 10, where would you be? Oh, that's a good question. Coach, definitely 10.
1: Check me out. Business, probably about nine, because I think there's always more that I can do, and I'm aware that... Part of that is my journey of doing my own thing and knowing where I want to be. Because also being made redundant, I was a little bit like, what do I want to do? And where am I? And actually, who am I? And and when we sort of have the conversation, what sort of coach are you? Oh, don't know, because actually I work with adults. I work with children. I work with phobias. I work with confidence. I work with doctors I work with all sorts of people so I'd say that there's there's always room for improvements yeah kind we're of always learning yeah I, always learning. always learning. yeah
0: I'm, I say to people I'm the first to admit when we're in the training room I am not the finished article and I've done years of training and I've done all sorts of stuff but I don't think we're ever done no there's always more to learn and there's always more people to learn from yeah um you know I'm learning all the time yeah learning all the time Before we start to move towards the end of the show, and it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today, and I've loved hearing your journey, I always like to point out to people that sometimes people don't realise how far they've come, Mm -hmm. because I remember you when you came (laughs) in on that first (laughs) practice course. (laughs) However long ago that was. And I'm always in awe at the journey. You know, I love what I train clearly. But I am always so amazed at the results and the journey that these courses can take people on, where they go from where they join me to where they leave me. You know, and I'm after independent people. I don't want people hanging around. I love my delegates dearly, as you all know. But I want you to go off and do Do this stuff. I want you to go make a difference in the world. And to see you living and breathing and doing that, When you turned up on that first course having just been made redundant, kind of thinking you wanted to be a coach, not really (laughs) sold on the idea, (laughs) absolutely petrified probably if you were really honest about trying to paddle your own boat. Yeah, what the hell am I doing? What am I going to do? And to see you now, a successful coach with successful clients. I mean, we've talked about just one client. I'm going to give you one more client to talk about before we wrap up. But there are so many and nothing makes me prouder than to hear that. So one last client. Tell me, tell me about one other that you'd like to talk about related to confidence, because that's obviously the theme of the show.
1: Okay, so probably my doctor. Yeah. Said doctor. I'm not sure how much I can give away. Client confidentiality. Anonymous doctor. Anonymous doctor. Needed to pass an exam to become the next level up, so consultant or somewhere along that line. Had failed the exam for six times previous. Wow. Had no self-confidence, no self-belief. No way was she, he going to pass this exam. We worked together, we did a full day split into two, so two half days, which actually worked for both of us because they were tired. I'm trying not to give it away here, it keeps coming out. Anyway, cut a long story short, did some belief changes, Um, didn't go as far as TLT, because that would have been a whole different session, sorry, timeline therapy for anybody who doesn't know TLT. Passed the exam. In fact, passed the exam and didn't happen to tell me. (laughs) And I was kind of like hang on and I remember it was a cold wet Friday night I'd been off doing something during the day and I just decided to drop a text how are you getting on because I try and keep in touch with my clients even when we're finished I will keep te- a bit like you I guess we're delegates you know yeah. you kind of I like to see their journey yeah. and I said how was the interview how'd you go oh yeah I passed well I was <laughs> up there I was just like woo! Um, I think I did a Facebook Live in, in my dad's porch way going, guess what, I've just had the best news. Uh, I then rang said doctor and was like, congratulations. Uh, for that person, it meant that they could then get their next level of promotion. You know, uh, their self-belief has gone through the roof. Actually, more than capable of passing the exam, know their stuff, but it was other stuff that got in the way. For me, as a coach, yes. That was a, a result. Um, do So you love it, you know,
0: the way that a client will just pass? Yeah, I passed. Yeah, just yeah, did just, it. I passed. You, know, and you just think, this was a big deal for you a few months I know. ago. And
1: I really want to know, something I read not so long ago, actually, is that if you've got a toothache, when you go to the dentist and they take that tooth out, you no longer have toothache, do you think to go back to the dentist and say, by the way, thanks so much for taking my tooth out, you did a good job? No, toothache's gone, you move on with your life.
0: So I know, changing tactics slightly, I know you've got a little treat for our listeners. The theme of this episode of our show is about confidence and yeah. being a confident coach. And in order to help our listeners, that's you guys, um, <laughs> listen, uh, to become more confident, I know you've got something that you'd like to give them. So,
1: Yeah, we have in the NLP world anchoring techniques where we utilize the state that we talked about very beginning about putting yourself in a good state and we've got the the circle of excellence or circle of confidence which is an anchoring technique that you can use on your own you don't need to work with a coach particularly it's on my website as a download but you can take that technique which is basically finding a time when you were really positive happy Confidence might be an issue because sometimes people have an issue with words, but a time where you really felt you could manage something, whatever that state is for you, maximizing that state, really getting it into that state and visualizing a space on the floor that you can step in. So that with anchoring, what we do is we stack up these positive states so that if you've got a time where you're not feeling so more positive, you can then access that state, i.e. visualising a circle on the floor or on your knuckle or on your earlobe whatever, and then you can use it. So we call it the the circle of confidence or the circle of excellence, I think it's called. Yeah, it's something that you can pop on my website and find, download, and it's it's a tool that you can utilise. If you really need to build your confidence, then it's something that you can teach yourself quite easily. To and where can they get it? They can find it on my website, which is www.litabix.com, which is L-I-T-A-B-I-X. But- and the actual document that you've just talked about? If you go
0: to free stuff and you'll see it, it's the Circle of Excellence. So it's quite easy. I love that exercise. I mean, it's been a staple part of NLP yeah. for so long. NLP anchoring is something that I love teaching. And that for me, it's, you know, if you take anchoring back to its core, it's about stimulus response. It's about taking something that you've historically been great at, anchoring it or linking it to something like the circle, and then being able to utilise that in the future when you need to. So it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Just, again, if people want to get in contact with you, they want to ask you questions or find out more, where can they find you? So
1: you can go on my website and you'll find me there and you get to see my my face and see what I look like. But any sort of social media, you'll find me as Lita Bix on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram... I'm all over the place, and it's it's Lita Bix is my my name. How do you spell that? L I T
0: A B I X. Fabulous, fabulous. Right, so I've got to finish off the show. I've got some quick fire questions to ask <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Right, so I'm after short answers. Okay. Okay. So these <laughs> questions. Okay. So what does unleash your potential mean to you? Ooh, it means
1: awesomeness.
0: Oh, I love it. There we go. Um, I love it. Yeah, because it's
1: it's been a journey, but actually I walk away and think, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. And actually unleash your potential is too.
0: Oh kind of
1: you to say. Have you got a favourite word? <laughs> don't think about it for too long. I'm not. I've just but have I got a favourite word.
0: Bananas is probably a good one. I love it. I don't know where that I comes love from. It. I love it. If you could go back to being any age at all, what age would you go back to? Oh, 17. Go on. College,
1: nightclubs parties, loud music, late nights, and I wasn't tired.
0: So I could go out five (laughs) nights out of seven and live it up and still get up the next day and function. Okay. If there's one pearl of wisdom that you give to most people that you find yourself saying time and time and time again, what's that pearl of wisdom? Trust in you and actually celebrate
1: your success because we don't do enough of that. We don't do enough of celebrating what we've done, whether that be you managed to do the ironing this week or fold all the socks or win a huge contract. We seem to forget. We always tend to focus on our negatives. And actually, celebrate your success. What have you done in the last week that you can go, yeah, I did that. I got the kids to school on time or I managed to cook dinner or I got all the washing nailed or actually I've submitted that project or I made my boss happy. Celebrate your success. I love it.
0: I love mm. it. I love it. So we have a feature on the podcast, <laughs> which is the Unleash Your Potential badges wow okay okay so in this jar there are some 50 odd badges all with words related to NLP in some way so what I want you to do is put your hand inside the jar give it a good old rotate around you might want to pick a couple and I want you to pick the one that means something to you and then I'm going to ask you to tell us have a lovely handful here okay one Kalita one I don't want that one because we've talked about that Okay, tell us about
1: Brave. Because I think NLP gave me the tools to be brave and to actually go out there and do what I want to do and keep doing what I want to do and decided to make that decision that, you know what, I'm not going to be employed and be stuck in a mundane job that I don't like doing. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to get out there and nail it, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I love it
0: thank you so much for coming in and joining me on the show today. It's so exciting. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you've enjoyed this podcast today and you want to hear more about NLP and what it can do for you, like everybody else, then do subscribe, like and review this podcast. And I always let us know feedback as well. If you'd like to find out about the courses that Kalita was talking about today, then head on over to our website, which is unleashyourpotential.org.uk forward slash courses. And you'll be able to find out about them. So thank you. Thank and you until welcome. next time, take care. Bye.